Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93 on the Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here on a Monday. We've talked uh, a little bit about uh, the Super Bowl, which we both enjoyed. The Miami loss, which we did not enjoy, uh, although with some pieces, uh, some encouraging things uh, out of that. Uh, and if you want to comment on any of that, you are certainly uh, welcome to 8150-939. The, Dave, I wanted to talk uh, quickly about the announcement made, you know, the the message that was sent out by Josh Hurd uh, today, and I'll read it for folks who haven't had a chance uh, to see it. He says, almost 10 years ago, the uh, Louisville Cardinal community came together at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta or huddled around televisions with family and friends to cheer on our men's basketball team as it completed a season for the ages. Like many of you, I remember everything about that season, the incredible ride we all went on together, the play of Luke Russ Payton and their teammates. Uh, or Georgie, as uh, Mr. Morgan said back in the day, uh, the heartbreak and the inspiration uh, from Kevin and the looks on our student-athletes' faces soaking in all that they had accomplished that Monday night was an incredible end to a season that included a share of the Big East regular season and Big East tournament championships. Uh, on February 18th, I hope you'll join us as we come together at the Yum Center to recognize the amazing accomplishments of this legendary team, a large majority of the players will be in attendance so that we can celebrate the countless memories they provided for each of us. As part of that recognition, you will notice something new hanging from the rafters, a banner that reads 2013 Final Coaches Poll Number 1. After productive communication with the NCAA staff and Committee on Infractions, we can recognize our former student-athletes in this way, and we're grateful to the NCAA for their guidance. Our former Cardinals and our devoted fans deserve to have our special season recognized in some manner in our home arena. It remains a fact that this team had a remarkable season. None of us will ever forget. Thank you for your continued support of UofL. Look forward to seeing you at the game and in the days uh, ahead. So some good news, like some good news, bad news, basically. They have gotten the go-ahead from the NCAA to put something up that is a recognition of the 2013 season. And, and what was accomplished there, but it's not a like the NCAA didn't fold and be like, I right, go ahead and put it back up. And U of L's saying, hey, we're not going to go middle fingers here uh, and just put one up anyway. And my understanding of sort of how this works is they they sort of approach the NCAA like, look, we'd like to be able to recognize these guys in some way. We're getting close to the 10 year anniversary here. And through the sort of a back and forth, we're able this this a lot of people are looking at this like it's uh, some sort of compromise in the sense of like less than what they would have wanted. But my understanding of it is they kind of won this like the NCAA really doesn't want them to do anything. And they were able to wrangle out of them kind of a, a statement of fact like, yeah, that did happen in 2013. There's nothing. No, nobody can change that. And I look, I know this isn't going to Dave like make a lot of people thrilled but I, I i we should i don't think we should sweep it aside like they they are trying something what's your your sort of gut uh, your first reaction to this all right so my first reaction when i heard the news was just kind of like man i i don't even know if i want that banner 
I'm going to be honest with you. That was my first reaction. Like it's, that doesn't do anything for me. And I don't think it does much for many people, but I appreciate the effort. I do. I'm not sweeping it aside. I understand that they were trying hard. Their end goal in their mind is still to get the banners back. I know it is. And I'm not sweeping aside any effort on that road. And hearing the the explanation from some of our friends at U of L on this, yeah. um, gives me more insight in it. It's not like this was amongst a menu of items they could choose from. <laughs> like right. this was all they could do. They didn't want any vagary uh, on there. Like they didn't want 2013. You know, they didn't want right. any of the things that seem like preferable choices to us. Just putting 2013 in like a cardinal head or. Just putting champion and no NCAA, things that we think are, are acceptable workarounds were probably struck down pretty quickly by the NCAA. Well, and I think a lot of people's counter to that is who cares? And I understand that, fo- that thought. I do. Like, who cares? Come and get it. I understand that thought because you look at how everybody else handled it. But the problem that we have in our situation is that we didn't start that way. We rolled over at the beginning. We chose not to fight. And therefore, we gave up the ghost, pretty much, on this whole thing. Like, if we had fought from the beginning, I have a really good feeling that we would have won and won at every turn Uh, because that is the track record with every other major program that has faced any kind of retribution or any kind of punishment outside the lines from the NCAA is that they win the argument. They win the court case, and the NCAA doesn't really have the backbone for that. Problem is, we gave up early. It's going to be really hard for us to work back on this. Yeah, I, th- I think it's important uh, for folks uh, to know it's the, uh, you almost always hear this, and I didn't know this until very, very re- recently, but you almost always hear people say, like, why can't you just do what Kansas did? Right, or they, UNC they have, or even Penn State well, football, which I don't well, want to well, be in have, that group. But we have banners that are a little vague, yeah, uh, but are up. And what I, my understanding of this is, and this, I'm not. This doesn't make any sense in the sense of like the NCAA. But basically, there the reason that you see that one, or I think uh, Villanova had a Final Four vacated uh, in Memphis the 80s. too. Memphis. They've got one hanging. Or Western Kentucky's one that has one hanging. Or Western, right. Yeah. Basically, the NCAA has a dividing line. And that basically everything, when they vacate a season, you know, like that, from 1990 forward, you can't have anything. But they let the people pre-1990 just keep them up. And now, Dave, I don't have the first clue why that was some sort of magic year some divine they made the decision to do one or the other super arbitrary but but it's it's entirely arbitrary just like everything else they do spencer nothing makes sense with this way we are aware of that but like that's that's why kansas can do that and that's why when people ask well why don't you just do what kansas did they're not allowed and and my understanding is that not only is it like the the fallout of that uh, that you you can't ever host events or any, any NCAA events or things like that when you know, when you have those banners back up if they've been vacated, but that they can basically it's like that's um, like not following your probation. Like they can come immediately come right back and be like, well, let's just ratchet up the penalties for the thing you lost the banner for mm-hmm. because you're not taking the penalty they gave you. And so like, UFL doesn't have the choice to just put up a vague title banner. What I think they're hoping for is that eventually the dumbness of having a, this this arbitrary 1990 date be there doesn't make any sense, and that they'll just sort of amnesty everybody's vacated Final Fours and eventually be able to put one back up there. But is there anything more NCA than just saying, like, eh, after 1990, you can't do that anymore? Why? No, no, there's not. There's not, because everything they do is arbitrary. The way they meted out this punishment is arbitrary. There was no, I mean, they went against their own bio. I just, I can't even get into it again, but it, it bothers me so much when I talk about it. And it bothers me more. And let me just clarify we are two administrations removed from the people who made the decisions to not fight this at the beginning. So this, has, this is not a reflection on the people in charge right now. They are working with what they have. 
which is their institution gave up at the beginning, rolled over, and were punished a doubly hard for it. Like, and that's the only way. That's the only viewing of this from anybody who's reasonable is that everybody who fought won, and the one school that didn't got absolutely taken to the woodshed. And there was no bylaw. There were, oh, there were, but they went against them. You know that the the pure monetary case. They threw it out the window, and basically said, "This is gross." Uh, so we're going to go off the books and absolutely destroy your program. And there was no, like it, it hurts me to this day, there was no benefit on the court. There was nothing. We didn't get one recruit. We lost recruits because of those parties. We didn't get one recruit because of them. And it, it just, the fact that what we did on the court is tainted to this day, and anybody even has a talking point because of it, pisses me off. Uh, and it's due to the NCAA. And uh, frankly, I don't know how much I can fault Ramsey and Jurich at the time, because that was the accepted wisdom, was we'll hire Chuck Smurt. Like, I blame Chuck Smurt, because we hired him, and he was like, no, cooperate completely, and they'll go easy on you, or at least they'll go easier on you than they would if you don't cooperate. And every single case to the left and the right, before and after that, that's been adjudicated, at this point, proves the opposite is true. So, you know, Chuck Smurt took $4 million from us or whatever and went and bought a Val, and we'll never see him again. Jeez. Well, I, I would love to hear from folks uh, about this. 8150-939 uh, is the number. I would love uh, to hear. I think what UofL is hoping for, and I, I do think it's worth pointing out here, that this has been done in conjunction with the players. Yeah. That Like the players that will be there and the players from the 2013 team, like they have been in these conversations. They are okay with this as something. As opposed then, to nothing, yeah, because that was, those right. were the only choices. Yeah. Right, and that's the only thing the NCAA gives you now uh, is basically like they don't want anything, and Louisville feels like they were able to at least wrangle some sort of like objective recognition of something in 2013, but it stinks, and I hope I never run into Chuck Smurt. Oh, dude, I'd public enemy number one in this situation, him and Andre McGee, hand in hand. 8150-939, that's uh, the number if you want to get in here. So that's that's sort of where that is. Look, it's going to be clunky. It's not going to – it's not a, a final solution. But I, I think what what is interesting about this is basically like, this really kind of comes down to people. You know, you when you talk – like the Committee on Infractions is not like an AI bot or something. Like it's, it's humans. And that I think Louisville is basically just going to continue – to make overtures about putting the banner back up until they end up with a committee on infractions that's sane or, or more sympathetic to that sort of thing. And I think the good news for Louisville is like a lot of our sensibilities about what's a smart and right punishment and, and what's meaningful at all in terms of punishments and that sort of thing are changing rapidly when it comes to the NCA. I can't imagine we're going to be able to keep this up forever. I don't know, maybe one of the rules to be on the Committee of Infractions is you have to lack sympathy. <laughs> you have to lack any sort of, like, logic. Yeah, that's like the... All <laughs> sociopaths. Yeah. <It's> all, <laughs> everyone that works for the way is like, hey, lack sympathy, uh, insomniac, whatever. Maybe a, maybe a banner with a middle finger in NCAA, Dexter says. <laughs> what could go wrong there? <laughs> I would love to just put a middle finger banner up like with nothing else on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you'll read into it what you will. <laughs> we just, so, look, we I just would, really like middle fingers around here. <laughs> I would love to hear uh, from folks. I don't. I mean, I, 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 get, I appreciate the effort. I guess, uh, and, and it's not what everybody wants. I'm sure Luke wants a banner back up there. We all do. I would love to just be able to do what Kansas did, uh, but you know. I think I understand not wanting to poke a little too much right now when you kind of just got over on them at the IARP. You know, like the IARP dunked all over the Committee on Fractions all the, like a bunch of times. Right. And I kind of understand press your luck a little bit and then get out of the casino while you're still up. Uh, because I think I am worried about what the NCAA, especially with these rules changing around NIL and things like that, I am worried about them uh, wanting like a. V- revenge for what happened with the IARP because 
Louisville ran the score up on them at the RP. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> and I, I am not in the mood uh, for, for them being out to sort of save face uh, by by poking the bear again. I just hate being in this situation where we're like the only school or one of the only schools that actually feels beholden to the NCAA at all. And it's because we admitted wrongdoing at the beginning and, and cooperated immediately so they can hold that over our heads the entire time. Like, we gave up the farm immediately in this thing. And we can't change history. But it was yeah. such a big misstep. Like, we shouldn't be having these conversations. We should have fought them tooth and nail at the beginning. And we never would have had these conversations. never would have been an issue. Because they're not fighting us. They're not spending millions and millions of dollars in court over something that we care about a lot more than they do, especially if we don't give an inch. I think we could relitigate, you know, the strategy, but we're here now. I know. You know no, I, mean? I know. I'm not trying to, like, I realize we can't fix it. It's just like when people get frustrated and they start saying, well, why can't we do this and why can't we do that? It's because, look, man, they didn't give an inch. You know, when you're comparing our situations to other situations, there's we can't do the Kansas thing because of the 1990 whatever arbitrary is, line of just demarcation. Unbelievable, it's right? just crazy. Crazy. Michigan's Fab Five. It's like we said it was 1990, so the Fab Five is much here. <laughs> that's that's this modern that basketball. That wouldn't shock me at all. With their long shorts. Nah. Jalen Rose and Chris Weber. That's right. But you think about how arbitrary and stupid this is yeah. that. that Memphis has an, a banner from the 80s that's vacated and then doesn't have one from the Derrick Rose year that was also vacated. Right. And they both are technically in the exact same place. <sighs> I wonder what Which UCLA does with 1980. Because they don't acknowledge any runner-up banners there at UCLA, obviously, but 1980 they were vacated from the Final Four. They beat, lost Louisville in the title game. I didn't realize so many Final Four appearances had been vacated. Yeah. I started looking into this, and I was like, holy crap, there's a ton. I had no idea this many Final Fours had been vacated. There's, we've had a couple of different people say, like, just don't hang anything that doesn't say national championship. And I I understand the sentiment, you know, I, they, but they worked hand-in-hand hand with the players, and this is what they wanted. And I can't, like, like Mark said, like, this was akin to a victory because there weren't other options. Like, I don't think this – administration really gave anything you know it was a question of if they if they hang these other things like we will you ask what can the ncaa do they can do a lot they still yeah. can no they can make our lives trust me they still can they still I can, can. i, I, I hate that they can have a, a low profile yeah i hate that they still can but they can <laughs> yeah i understand the desire to be like for right now but i don't think they're going to give up until until they get it but i, I look dave I, I think if anything we really should, and I, I don't know where this happened, but like in the last four or five years, it does seem like there have been a tremendous amount of changes in people's sensibilities about what makes sense as a punishment. Not saying Louisville didn't deserve anything, because I hate it. Believe me, I hate it. But some pretty bad stuff happened. So like I don't. We're not talking about like Louisville deserved nothing. We're saying the vacating of final four doesn't it like and it didn't make any sense it didn't make any sense because it wasn't like the fruit of anything wrong no like we we didn't we didn't gain a player a playing advantage right like there were things happening concurrently while we were successful on the court but it wasn't like the players on the court weren't a result of these recruiting parties they weren't that was the worst part about this is that they were a massive failure (laughs) They, they didn't entice anybody to come here in fact they drove some people away and it's just like that we were terrible cheaters and we somehow still got things taken from us that had nothing to do with it that's been our issue from the beginning is that what this punishment always- doesn't make any sense like fines scholarship reductions uh limiting uh recruiting visits everything like that makes a hell of a lot more sense than taking away the victories on the court well, the the one part of that that has really bothered me forever was the fact that there was one current player still playing when all of that came out and the decision came down and everything, and that player was treated like Chuck Smurt thought 
the whole thing would be treated. Right. That that one player, basically, they assigned a monetary value. He paid it back, and he was he was eligible. He never missed the game. And and like what? That was what Chuck Smart thought the whole thing was going to be. And here we are, right? Yeah. But I look. I, I appreciate the effort. Uh, uh, Texture says this is nothing more than a sleight of hand by the university to distract from the garbage on the court. <laughs> Uh, and the lack of public acknowledgement and owning of this blank season, not a needle mover. No, I think they're trying to honor the 2013 team as best they can. I mean, it's they the don't got no anniversary. Options. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. that's what it like, is. This is this is right. I don't think anything can distract from the thing on the court, guys. No, and I don't <laughs> think anybody over there thinks they can. No, that's what I'm saying. Like nothing, nothing's going to distract from its garbage. Right. We know that. Yeah, and we've talked I about. I mean, we talked about it today. We talked. We've talked it to death. I mean, this is just. This is relevant for today, uh, for this week, for this weekend. Um, but I yeah. have an idea. I have an idea. I'm going to propose a solution here. You tell me what you think about this. What if, because this is a pretty select group here, in this conversation right now, we've named Louisville, uh, Western, uh, we've named Michigan, we've named UCLA, Villanova, Memphis, and there are way, way more. Michigan, uh, I think I said Michigan at the beginning. But what we need to do is coordinate and hang someone else's banner and then let them hang our banner. <laughs> like Villanova hangs Louisville's vacated banner. Uh, Josh makes a Louisville call. hangs Villanova's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we'll and hang yours, you hang ours. It's acknowledged publicly somewhere. So he doesn't break any just rules. Confused as hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, or we can have Michigan host it. Like here, take the cell, and then we'll hold yours from the nineties. <laughs> we'll take your Fab Five banners. You take ours. Or maybe 12, we can have a. What do you think about the that? The most hilarious situation would be if Louisville, Memphis State, or Memphis, whatever you. I go. Memphis State. You were right the first time. Yeah, <laughs> Memphis State. If we just switch the banners, it's like, why the hell do we have a Memphis State banner in the Raptors? <laughs> and then down there, it's like. Why the hell is this Louisville banner in here? Well, you could do it like you draw them out of a hat or like a, you know, like a bingo hopper. Or whatever, I see. I think, like, uh, I think Western 76 or whatever. Somebody should buy like a their own gym. Nothing fancy. And just hang every single vacated banner. The Hall banner. of Vacated <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like just, like, there's our 2012 Final Four banner. Like the old, uh, is the old male gym still standing downtown? <laughs> let's, just, let's just buy that. No, it's got to be like a cornfield like Iowa. You got to put like somewhere random, like really off the grid, but it's like the banner of all these vacant. Yeah, UMass, that would be another one. Yeah, UMass, another one. I'm telling yeah, you, I like, I like every single one. Potential. I think, I no, think they I, should. I, we, we hold each other's banners, and then what are you going to do, NCA? It's not ours. Mm. See, I, I think it's even more untouchable if you put them all in one one gym. <laughs> it's unaffiliated with we, the school. Uh, do we wait for Emmer to be gone, then go for the real banner? It's it's well, first of all, he is gone now officially. <laughs> Uh, but it's not him. It's the committee on infractions. You know, like that's the, and it's humans. That's what you have to you have to hope uh, that you can get a different group of reasonable people uh, who, again, I, I think eventually I don't know why. Like if Greg Sankey wants to strong our people for things and he certainly has clientele uh, in his own conference who would benefit from this push for that enough of this vacating records crap. Just like get rid of that as a punishment, because it doesn't make sense anyway. You know, fines, or you can't get a job in the sport, or you can't play. Like that is actual punishments. Saying pretend like this didn't happen from now on is not a punishment. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Eighty-one fifty ninety-three-nine. That's uh, the number. Uh, if you'd like to get in here, 38, 31, 90 through 9. It's, look, it's not the final solution. Uh, and I, it, it'll look, it'll probably look awkward up there, but I, I think I can appreciate at least trying to get them to acknowledge that the 2013, Louisville played one and, and did things. And now you've got, Luke was the final four MOP and you finished number one on the polls there. It's almost like if we, if we acknowledge enough things around it, eventually they just have to be, just put it back up. Is that what we're going for? I think eventually. I think this is this is step one towards getting the banner back up. That's what I said at the beginning of this this segment, you know. And that's why I'm not going to read too far into it. I just I try not to get too spun up. It's too late about how this was handled at the beginning. I can only look at how they're handling it now. 
and and I think it's some people are going to be unfair towards who's handling it right now, and some people. I mean, I, I understand the the people that say they don't want a halfway banner. I get it, but I feel like this was a this was step one, and this is not the end game. So, like I said at the beginning, I think their 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 ultimate goal is what we all want, but it's going to be a process, and I think time might be the biggest. Uh, factor in this the farther away from it we get and the more arbitrary it looks in retrospect the better our argument gets it's really it truly is <laughs> texture says the ncaa is out there thinking they're the men in black without all the power like you know the the light pin thing that makes you lose your memories of what you just saw like they think they can do that it, it, i've never heard of like, just just we're gonna act like this didn't happen it, it has never worked because you know who's still awesome reggie bush and the Fab Five, yeah, like like all these like they happened. I feel like if you get pat for me, you sh- there's sh- there's no such thing as like retroactive ineligibility for me. If you certify me, live with it. You you bought it. I'm playing. Yeah. You can't figure it out afterwards and then try to take it away after the fact. Yeah. No, it, that that does not how it works to me. Like I've always thought vacating things was was the most illogical punishment um and especially in a situation where the on court wasn't affected by what the actual infractions were when i was younger it was funny for me at least to clown on calipari for having vacations at memphis and um umass mm-hmm. but now as i've gotten older obviously and with louisville being impacted it definitely shifted my view of yeah it's definitely dumb to vacate stuff yeah it sucks when the shoe's on the other foot <laughs> <laughs> it right. really does. I enjoy. I got my mileage out of that too. I can still remember Dennis Dodd and in, in uh, what was it, 2011, 2012? What? It, what it, God, whatever their first Final Four was when he was there, 2012. Uh, when he said uh, he asked uh, Calipari how it feels to get to his first Final Four, like it was such a putsy thing to ask him, <laughs> you know, at the time. Yeah. But at the time, I totally laughed at that. Let's get uh, let's get Wayne in here. Eighty-one fifty-nine-three-nine is the number. Wayne, welcome into the drive, buddy. What's up, man? How you guys doing this afternoon? Doing great. What's on your mind, Hello? buddy? Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, I was just listening as always, and I thought, uh, why not just put the banner up for the twenty thirteen national champion? That doesn't say anything about NCAA. Period. Nothing. Yeah, Wayne, they're not allowed to do that either. They're not even allowed to do that. Uh, it, after 1990, nobody is allowed to do that. But it's no, refer, it's, it's no reference to the NCAA. Nothing. It's no, just a banner. Look, I'm not saying I agree they, with it at all, Wayne, but the, the logic, what the, the, the standard here is they don't want Louisville to really act like 2013 happened at all, vague or specific. They, I know. That's what they want, but it, they, can't, they, can't, they can't forget that. We we know what it is, they know what it is too. But, but it would have, and I just still say it would have no reference to them. They're not using their local NCAA. Period. It just says 2013 national champion. Yeah, I hear you, and Wayne. Like I, you would you think know, that that would make sense, but like again, they've 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 nixed all of that. Like they had conversations, they had lengthy conversations with them about what they were allowed to do. And every single thing that we've come up with, you, me, any fan on Twitter, like every single one that would make sense, you would think, that leaves the NCAA language out, was still nixed by the NCAA. So they would come after us. They would, you know, view us as in in violation of probation, et cetera. I know, but but what grounds would they have? They they're not mentioning anything about the NCAA. Nothing. So what? Why would they come after us? Well, because we're in it, Wayne. Yeah, uh, uh, wait. I appreciate the call, buddy. Thank you. Uh, listen, I, I I agree. I understand, but the the vague banner thing, like they explicitly went out of their way to ban that going forward. And Davis, I mean, I've been told like they can come back and basically just like reopen the case if you don't take if you if you try to sort of just flagrantly hold this out there and and, and violate it. I did like the idea of a banner that does that where the one in 2013 is a middle finger, <laughs> to where it doesn't technically say 2013. That sounds right. as, as passable as any of the other uh, suggestions. Uh, and, and my understanding, at least, is like they ran a million things by them, 
you know, they, they, like here's a list uh, of some sort of acknowledgement, and they were able to wrangle an objective acknowledgement of a fact out of them at least. I would like to know exactly what the retaliation would be. I, I mean, I think that they like a level one violation. Like I mean, I believe right it. Back to it. I believe it, and this is what yeah. happens when you have a, an organization that has no outside control and accountability because they don't. Texture is wrong. Texture says retaliation's illegal. NCAA can't legally do anything if we put up our championship banner. Scared money don't make money. It's time we start making strong stances. No, it, that's that's not true at all. It's not. They absolutely can. Yeah, they can. It's dumb, and I'm not saying it's right, but they can. This is the F and around the, portion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, we can I find out. But they don't. I mean, the options are so limited. But the question, I mean, look, they, to me, is like. Why is that one okay? Like the one that they were able to actually accomplish. Like why is like why that? I don't know. And I I think that everybody like the end game for a lot of people's thought process is just take them to court. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I understand that because it's like, hey, how how bad do they want to fight it? You know. But at the end of the day, like what we see is we're a voluntary member of this organization. You know, and and yeah. We see all these other court cases well, that have that have succeeded, but God, we just gave up so much at the beginning with how we that's handled it. it. it that it is just, the thing. That's we just don't have problem. solid footing. You gave away all of these, all the game of everything, well before this happened. You know, like the ability to object to it. You kind of validated the whole process, and then it got you, and and you kind of want to walk back and be like, "No, we want to fight this now." Well, it's a little too late. <laughs> Oh, we were just that. lying back then, obviously. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. That's it. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> here's the thing: if they, what all, any kind of like court challenge or that sort of thing is just going to result in them being like, "But you agreed to this already." Yeah. Exactly. And and, and they'll be like, "Look, I, it might suck for you, but this is for you two to figure out. There's nobody broke any laws here." And we're right back where we started with Louisville validating the whole thing, kind of at the, at the start. Yeah, that's kind of what, been my point this whole time is that it doesn't doesn't chance, work. The best thing that can happen, the best chance, is just that they ultimately sort of start changing the rules again in the same way that there's this arbitrary 1990 thing about you can acknowledge what has or hasn't happened, is you just change the rules again and let people acknowledge these things again. But, I mean, every, here's the thing, Dave. Like, We've never seen people's minds change more about what is – what should be punished and how it should be punished than it is right now. Yeah. Like I don't think anyone wants anyone to get a postseason ban ever again. You know, it's just they don't people don't want to see it. They don't think it helps. It doesn't serve its purpose or anything. You just kind of have to hope that eventually they sort of just grant a reinstatement of everything like that, and and sort of continues to have this individual emphasis, and then eventually everyone gets their banners back. That Let's I hope that's the end game. I mean, I hope it is. Let's get Rick uh, in here next. Rick, thanks for waiting, buddy. Welcome into the drive. I'm the What's up? Hey, guys. I guess everybody has seen the uh, championship banner hanging on the Whiskey Row building across the street. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. There's no problem with that, right? No, it's not in the building, so you're good there. Well, let's, we need to surround the building. Every other building around the Yum needs to have some banners like that on it. I mean, I'm fine with putting that thing everywhere. Put it everywhere. Totally fine with me. Right. I'm good with all of it. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, let's put it all around the yum. Not out, not on the property, but all around it so you can't ignore it. That may be the best I, we're going to be able to do. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be in the building, unfortunately. That's unfortunate the way uh, that works. I like the middle finger. The one, I appreciate the call, Rick. Uh, yeah, you want to put it on the 2nd Street Bridge, and you want to put it on uh, the building. Put it on the outside of the building so you can see it through the windows. What about that? <laughs> I like that. I like that being on every single building downtown that'll have it. Every single one. We need it just needs to be a digital bill where we can just turn it off anybody from the NCAA comes. <laughs> like what are you talking yeah. about? It's like, not yeah, there. during like the first week of the tournament <laughs> if we're hosting it's not it. It's here. like no, it's not there. <laughs> like apparently yeah. just cha- like it, it changes to we're sorry about twenty thirteen, like every time they come in the building. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break here. And uh, when we come back, you guys that are on the phones, we haven't taken a break in this hour. So hang in there. We'll come right back to you guys. We'll let you guys sound off on this on the drive on the Bell. Be right back. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition. And I didn't believe it. 
you have to work third shift five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it. But then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. Appreciate you guys on hold who waited through the break, and we will get uh, to you guys. And now let's kick things off with Jerry. Jerry, welcome into The Drive. What's on your mind, bud? Hello, guys. You know, back when uh, Tom Jurich brought Bobby Petrino back for the second time, I remember he was interviewed on the ACC network. It was new at the time. And they asked him about bringing Bobby back based on baggage, other things like that. That's what the question was. You're taking a risk. And, you know, Tom that day looked dead in that camera and said, my job as athletic director at the University of Louisville is to win. I'm paid to win. Of course, we want to win the right way, et cetera, et cetera. But my job is to win. That's what's expected of me. And I'll never forget that day. And I thought, yep, Tom, that's that's how you are, dude. And we like that. And that's why we're winners, because that's your job to win. And, of course, you know, uh, presidents later and coaches later, I'm looking here at Josh Hurd, and I'm thinking, now, Josh, is that your job? I mean, I understand the situation with Kenny, and it's a sticky wicket. But, you know, you're playing pretty much in an empty yum center. You know, uh, you've got a huge uh, a huge fan base out there at Louisville. We're here with Louisville. You know, you've got a lot of money on the line. You know, you've got a huge program here. You know, and also, this is hurting the students. You know, when you come to schools, I've been to a lot of them recently with my kids with orientations. Everybody loves to talk about their sports programs. It is, a, you know, a real selling point to a school for enthusiasm. They all touch on it, the ones that have successful ones. Thinking, wow, look, we can't even talk about basketball at Louisville for incoming students, how far we've fallen, and this should not be an experiment. Now, we've done it for one year, but you see the point I'm getting to here. If you're Josh Hurd, are you going to look at this? with the enormity that is Louisville basketball and what it brings to your your community, to your school, to everyone, the commitment that's been made all these years, the 20,000 fans that would come to the Yum Center, everything Louisville meant. I just don't see how you can't look at this. And if Kenny doesn't come to you with a fantastic plan and actually some, you know, recruits or portal guys committed, it's going to be hard to do, but, I don't know how you can't make this business decision, go back out there and look for a winning Power 5 coach, bring him in here and try to get us back where the program needs to be. I just don't know how you can do any other thing as the athletic director. Appreciate uh, the call, Jerry. Thank you. Uh, listen, I've not um, pushed back on a lot of people who are just like, for me, I just don't think it's going to get any better. Like, I, You know, it's Kenny's job to sort of give – those people something to at least think about uh and a nice shooting night at miami was a good thing uh i don't know i don't want to think anyone is being reasonable who thinks that josh is going to come out and be like this sucks you know like that's you know what am i mean? right like, guys yeah, of course, this this, sucks right yeah come this on. is trash like what <laughs> the hell i mean boo I, this man boo. yeah like it's just and i know that jerry's not saying that but there has been I have I do I see this all the time, but Josh needs to acknowledge this or that. No, no, he doesn't. But you don't you don't want that because and this was where I think this was one of the things that Tom did that drove people crazy, is you know Cragthorpe he he was a lion for Cragthorpe until the very end yeah. and we never heard rumors or rumblings or anything. It was just basically like that third year ended you're fired and that was it. 
and and he was supportive of him all the way up until then, including going into that last year, saying I'm 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 really excited about this staff and what they're going to do and getting things turned around and and gave Craig whatever he wanted, including firing Jeff Brom uh, at the time, <laughs> blaming uh, it, our future head coach. Yeah, throw, exactly. Throw, there wasn't enough room under the bus for all the people that that Craig Thorpe threw under there. It was amazing. I remember. Just as a little side note, remember he he missed the like coaching a, clinic. the coaching clinic. You yep. remember that, right? The high school yep. coaching clinic that was so instrumental, like a nice little thing to to help build relationships with local coaches. Been doing it for years, and he blamed it on the secretary. Yeah, who had been working for the team for like thirty years. <laughs> blamed it on her, like she got yep. the schedule wrong. It's like, dude. Is there anything that you won't blame on somebody else? Well, and but here's the thing, though, David. Like Tom never said anything. No, you're to right. Anyone publicly? Yeah. Uh, you know, in the middle of a four and eight year, even didn't didn't do that. It was just when it was over, you're fired, and that was it. That's just not and, how you do it. It's well, really I always thought effective. that Tom. Tom treated his current coaches with the next coach in mind, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to football. And, and his infamous guys, lists, yeah, yeah. You, but you shouldn't be surprised that Louisville's not sounding off on their own guy in year one. You know, with with a view towards the longer term kind of in mind uh, here. But I, I will say this: if if they get to the end of the year, and I'm speaking just for myself, this is just what I think. If they get to the end of the year and don't have faith that he actually will turn it around, I don't doubt that they would move on. But you're just not going to get them to say anything like that now. Yeah. It would, and I would be disappointed if they did. You don't need to cut the guy's legs out. If not his first year. Get, yeah. Right. You're gonna, if he's going to do enough to 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 deserve that, they'll. I think they'll do it. But you're not going to get them to tell you that beforehand. No, it's not good for him. Like I, you because I don't want Louisville to have a reputation for treating people like that. No. Even though we don't have experience with basketball coaches being treated like this at all, uh, or being like this, so let's get uh, Jeff in here next. Jeff, welcome into the drive on the end of the What's up, buddy? Hey guys, good afternoon. Hey bud. Hey, a perfect marketing thing would be for us to sell Morgan and Morgan advertising in the uh, Yum Center, a lifetime advertisement for like a dollar. You know, just a huge electronic billboard in there that just says, you know, Morgan and Morgan, and then a picture of Luke Hancock on there with the MOP, I got it back, 2013 National Championship. You know, it's a Morgan and Morgan ad. It's not a banner. <laughs> you know, kind of like the bus stop thing, and then just put it on the back of all the chairs, too, on on the bench. So, I love this. Whatever creative anyway. solutions. I don't think there's anything yeah, wrong with gambling. I don't think there's anything wrong with gambling that the NCAA is like on tilt when it comes to being in court somewhere. I would, you know, I would be tempted to just take my shot there. Yeah, Morgan <laughs> anyway, and Morgan. Yeah. They don't ever win in court, the NCAA. <laughs> anyway, you guys have a good afternoon. Appreciate it, Jeff. I do like the uh, one suggestion the texter had to surround NCAA headquarters with the banners. <laughs> I kind of like that one. <laughs> Like up in Indianapolis, just have, have a 2013 championship banner on all the buildings around. It's like every vacated banner. It's like acknowledge <laughs> these, or we're just going to hang these outside your office. That's right. That's right. Here you go. Like no rule against what, that. <laughs> what if you put up a banner in one point font that said <laughs> one point font? You vacated our, and then 2013 NCAA champions. <laughs> In regular banner size font. I like it. Take that to court. Mark, I need you to check something as a complete aside. Okay. I need you to look at my Twitter feed. Sure. And look at the Photoshop job that somebody did on Aaron Rodgers into a Jets helmet. And I need you to look at how ridiculous it is. <laughs> it looks like the looks like the uh like a like a I don't know, kindergartner did it. <laughs> <laughs> the proportions are all wrong. Oh what? <laughs> oh no! 
There's no way SportsCenter actually made that. There's <laughs> like, no way their graphic it? department is that bad. How easy is it to Photoshop no, helmets these that's days? That's not real. <laughs> Holy crap. His saw, face like, is coming out of the face mask. It's so weird. <laughs> By the way, just, just totally as an aside, since you mentioned Aaron Rodgers, I was kind of thinking about this. That is there anything? Look, I don't know if darkness retreats or whatever the hell it's called, the sensory deprivation. I don't know if that works. I don't know anything about that. But just on its face, is there anything more Aaron Rodgers than I need to decide what I'm going to do about my future with football? For the next four days, I only want to hear from myself. <laughs> I don't want to pollute my my brain uh-huh. with anybody else's point of view. Yeah. I own. Like, I want to be able to isolate what I think, and then I'll know uh, what to. Uh, I'm gonna talk to a bunch of people. You know, like nothing. Nope. Silence, so that I only have my own thoughts, and then I'll know what to do. So okay. you guys don't interrupt the conversation happening in yeah. my brain. Yeah. Very you. That is so you. Well, the Jets did officially reach out to the Packers and inquire about Aaron Rodgers. So it's happening, Dave. Whoop de doo. I will say the Jets, offensive pieces wise. It would, it would be very similar to what Brady did in Tampa Bay, where he slid right in there, and you had Fournette and Ronald Jones and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Gronk and all. Like it would be, like they have pieces everywhere. Yeah, they have fantastic young talent. If Brees Hall is is yeah uh, healthy next year, Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore, both but tight ends. Like it just I. I Becton comes back healthy. Uh, they draft another offensive lineman in the first round, maybe another receiver receiving. And they got a solid defense, which Rodgers hasn't really had the last few years in Green de- Bay. Yep. Outside Jair, very solid defense. They will have to make some cuts, some roster cuts in the next couple weeks. Probably going to depend on whether they get Rodgers or like a Jimmy G. You know, whoever their veteran quarterback is is Ryan going to dictate. <laughs> it's going to dictate how many salary cap. Uh, casualties there are at the end of the day but i'm very excited about the core of this team and what they've done i mean they had the offensive and defensive rookies of the year this year that's pretty good and i i i'm very optimistic about next season if any one of like four quarterbacks end up behind center you know so we're good what's the worst quarterback you would be excited about i wouldn't be excited about like, the worst one i would be excited about yeah, like if they if they can't get say Rogers, like who, who would be somebody they would bring in? Like the the lower you go down the list of people, but you're like, all right, would still be okay with it? Yeah, yeah, probably Jimmy G. Like I don't like Jimmy Garoppolo, but I know he's better than Zach Wilson, so I'd be okay with clear. it. I know as long as they didn't spend a ton of money to get him and a lot of assets. Like I, I'm, it all depends well, on compensation agent, too. So, yeah. I, I know, but I'm saying like, gotcha. if they have to cut. If they have to sign him to a $25 million a year contract and cut two more veterans, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't. Like, Carr's going to command cheap. the money, but would you make the moves to get Derek Carr? It's a good question. Depends on what the compensation is. It does. Like, Jimmy G, I'm not excited about him, but if I don't have to pay more than $20 million a year for him, I might be okay with that for a year or two. But I'd much rather have Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers, even though I'm not that super pumped about it because I think we'd have to to cut a few more players <laughs> to yeah, make his to make 50 million a year work you know we'd have to say goodbye to a few of the borderline guys but uh I just I don't know I, get, I'm interested uh, to see who they actually bring in let's squeeze Pat in here before we hit uh, the top of the hour break here Pat welcome into the drive what's up buddy Pat let's turn that radio down let's turn that radio down I can hear myself saying that I can hear myself saying that Pat alright hang up that's enough. Sorry, oh Pat. no, Call Pat! Back. Did Pat pass out at a stoplight? <laughs> I could hear. Yeah, I hope you're okay. I, I could hear myself on Pat's radio. Right. I could hear myself. I could hear myself when I was talking to him. So it must be the phone. I think usually it's more of a delay than that. If it's on the, you know what I mean. If it's yeah. on the radio, like, you hear. When, it. I, when I picked up the phone and answered the call, I could hear myself talking back to him. So, but he sounded fine then. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, Texter. I know twenty-five million a year is not much for quarterback now, but Jimmy G's not worth more than that. <laughs> Yeah, it's you know what I'm saying. Like 25 market is ridiculous, but I can conceive it's very it's very ridiculous. I just don't think he's worth he's worth more than that. Like if we get him for the uh, the former Titans OC, so would Tannehill excite you at all? No, no, no. But he's because he would also he would cost 40 million a year. He would. 
He's, he's, already no, he's definitely not worth that. At all. Definitely not worth that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like it's all it's it's a balancing act to, between who I want, who we can afford, and what we're going to pay for them. You know what I mean? Like it's I don't want to have to gut my roster to get Tannehill or you know Derek Carr a little bit more than Tannehill, but I still don't want to gut my roster. Like there's guys that we're going to lose. They'll probably cut Carl Lawson. Probably cut Corey Davis. You know some guys that have underperformed their contract at this point or are luxuries we can't afford. Um, they won't cut, like, a Becton Stone's rookie deal, you know, guys like that. But it's just a balancing act between what we're willing to pay, what we're going to get out of them, and how much we're going to have to give up for them. You know, and Jimmy G, I feel like the shine has wore off him enough, you know, with that I think maybe they'd be able to get him for for 25 or, you know, Something to where, like, because you're not going to get a starting quarterback for much less than that. But I just, man, I really don't want him. <laughs> Rodgers is just so damn expensive. But good. Yeah. But, but drama is a lot of drama. Like, if, if they don't come out of the gate hot, I don't know what he's going to do in that locker room. I don't know if I trust yeah. him. Can't really hide in New Jersey either. Like you can in Green Bay. Yeah. No, that would be fascinating for that to watch the AFC East play out like that and have poor old Mac Jones trying to keep up with Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers and Tua and all that offense and everything. I assume assuming Tua can come back and be totally healthy. That would be a mm. it's a sad whimper what's happening in New England. Now the uh, well, we got Billy O back. Oh wow! Well, well, let's put it that way. No, the I'm Jets can still just sooner. mortgage their future for Lamar Jackson. Let's do it. There you go. I want. Uh, I I truly do. Just to go back to the three o'clock hour after watching that Super Bowl and everything that the Chiefs do, if they really are considering Eric Bieniemy, and if he really does feel like he has to go somewhere else to show that it's not just I'm not just like Andy Reid. Andy yeah. Andy Reid's cup holder. You know, the, um, I would I would love that for Lamar, uh, and I would hope that they would do that in conjunction with wanting to actually pay Lamar too. That would be wonderful. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Continue to take your calls, your text here on the drive on Nintendo. Be right back.